the vehicle that I was in was broadsided. Luckily to me, I didn't have my seatbelt on because if I would have had my seatbelt on, I wouldn't be here. And the first person that stopped to assist the car accident was a paramedic, and the second one had a cell phone. They took they took me to the hospital and said I was a brain injury, so they said to rush me to the Royal Alexander Hospital. And on my way to the Royal, they called me in that I would be DOA, which is, you know, dead on arrival. But luckily they kept me alive and had me on full life support for two weeks. When they unplugged me from the full life support, they said I wasn't going to live, medically speaking. But, you know me, I had to prove them wrong, of course. So I And I lived. Um, they told my parents I was never going to come out of the coma that I was in. And my parents suggested, well, maybe if you take her off the morphine and the Demerol that she is on, maybe she will come out of her coma. And sure enough, four days later, I did. Then the doctors told my parents that, you know, I was never going to amount to much more than just a vegetable. So, you know, for a carrot, I think I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) It's been a long, hard road, but I'm grateful to have survived the car accident, and I'm grateful for all the experiences that I've had since. That was not only competing in Alberta volleyball and high school volleyball, but I was also competing in rodeos as a barrel racer. So I went from being an active teenager to not being able to do anything. And so in my physio, I couldn't even talk. So I had to spell what I was trying to say. And my spelling wasn't the best, even at the, the best of times. So trying to get people to understand what I was saying before I could even talk was so hard. When I started my rehab, you know, my physio, that was just very physically demanding and emotionally hard. I had to do leg lifts, and that was so frustrating. I went from being an active teenager to not being able to do anything. And emotionally, it was very trying. I went through every stage of recovery that they said I was going to go through. I went from, you know, my comatose state to being awake but not really there, then being there and not being able to do anything and being frustrated and angry and and depressed and sad. And then finally one day I just said, you know what, enough is enough. I'm just going to do what I have to do to get out of here because I didn't want to be in the hospital anymore. So I did what I had to do to get out of there. I do not remember much of anything except one event, and that was my mom saying to me, okay, Daphne, this is the guy you got to show. And I'll tell you this background story to that was I could lift my one finger upon request when I was in my coma. Somebody would ask me to lift my finger, and I guess I could lift my finger. So I remember vaguely my mom standing beside me and saying, Daphne, this is the guy you got to show. And I remember lifting my finger, and I remember the doctor crying. But other than that, no, I don't remember anything from my coma. I've been told that my heart rate would go up when certain people would come to the door of my room because I could smell them, or if I heard them, my heart rate would go up or down. But consciously, I don't remember. My body... My mind has blocked out that pain. Actually, I did one session of craniosacral therapy, and I tapped into that when I was in my coma, and I not only felt 
the frustration and the pain, but I felt the worry that everybody else felt, and that was so hard, so hard um, for me to even express the how, how empty I felt at that moment. Everybody was so scared for me. Everybody was so so worried, and 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 I was in so much pain. You know, my my body has blocked that out. I just know that my parents asked the doctors to take me off the medicine. So they did, and that's when I woke up from my coma. I was in a coma for 18 days total. I was on full life support for two weeks and in a coma for 18 days. I, I, when I came out of my coma, I just opened my eyes. I never started getting out of my bed until I was moved over to the Glenrose Hospital Pediatric Brain Injury Unit, completely immobilized. I survived a massive closed head brain injury, meaning my brain hit my skull, but my skull did not crack. So they had to have a tube in my head to drain fluid off of my brain when my brain would swell so that there would not be any damage. I did not break any bones. I did not pull any muscles. I just knocked my noodle. I broke the window with the right side of my head, but I connected my head on the right side, so my brain shifted to the left and, and hit on the left side of my skull. So, so everything on my left side, from the front to the side to the back on the left-hand side, was damaged. I spoke very slowly because I needed to process what I was trying to say. My voice was basically a whisper when I first got it back, and it was very hard to speak. For me to get a sentence out would take up to a minute or two, but with practice, it's gotten a whole lot better. (laughs) That was over 20 years ago. It took two to three years to come back to full capacity because I know when I went back to high school, speaking was very hard. And I would have to think and process lots before I would answer anything. I was unaware of any holistic modalities that could help me other than my mother who did a lot of energy work on me when I was in my coma. I I tried to use medication. I tried to use, my doctor even put me on antidepressants to help the headaches go away. And that wasn't working for me anymore. So after 20 years of, you know, trying different things and nothing working, I started looking at different modalities, chiropractic, massage, acupuncture, and then I found crystals and magnets. And that's what began my healing journey to help others, you know, to live a life on purpose and to and without pain. Funny enough, I, I found out that magnets could help me. So I started carrying big magnets in my pockets and my pain levels went down. And then I had a friend I had given some magnets to and he was down in Phoenix and he found earrings that were made of magnets and he bought them for me. And I thought, thanks, buddy. Have you ever seen me wear mag- earrings? He said, but Daphne, they're magnets. They'll balance your brain. And I thought, Perfect. So I wore them, and I felt like a million dollars, and I wanted more magnet earrings. But I couldn't find any up here in Canada, 
so being a crystal therapist, I started making them. And then I had a whole bunch of pairs. And my friend said, I should try making necklaces, or I should make necklaces and bracelets to go with them. And that's how that all started. But after surviving my car accident, I felt that it was my passion that I should go and I should become a rehabilitation practitioner and I should work with people who have disabilities. So I went to school for two years and I worked in that field for eight more years after that. And I helped many people do many things, but I burnt out because it is an emotionally hard field. I also, while I was working in the rehabilitation field, I found the animal science field and I did a diploma with that. And I also found the Healing with Crystal Therapy Diploma, which I completed and found out that was my true passion, is crystals and helping people heal that way. Crystals are amazing because each and every one of them have different healing abilities, different healing vibrations. So for the many different things that are going on with people, crystals can help with that. But as for cold laser therapy, I had a friend show me this machine and cold laser therapy is amazing because it's got red infrared and violet light and it helps the body to heal because it provides the body with the photons it needs to heal itself photons are like sunlight so when you plant a garden you plant something in the sun so it will grow our bodies are our best healers we don't need anyone else or anything else to help our bodies heal because they can heal themselves and that's what I love about this cold laser. When you provide the body with the photons it needs and the vibration that it needs to heal and to unwind from stress and dis-ease, it can heal itself. I just want to help people now to live a life on purpose and without pain. And I want to help people reach out and look for other options because there are other options. And I, do, I have many different modalities, but if my modalities won't help, I will help them find something that does because that's how I roll. Animals are very receptive to me and my energy work that I do in the light therapy and the crystal therapy. Animals are so open and receptive to healing because they have no preconceived notions. Animals like to talk to me and I listen. They tell me what's going on and I help them with what's hurting, with what they need help with. <laughs> I have many success stories with animals, but I would have to say my most successful in my mind is when I worked with, there was a horse that had salmonella cellulitis, which is salmonella poisoning. And this poor horse was on death's door. I did two treatments with this horse, doing laser therapy, crystal therapy, and my energy work that I do. And at the end of the second session, this horse went from laying on its side, looking like it was almost dead, to standing up and eating cubes again. This horse hadn't eaten cubes in six weeks. This horse is still alive today, beginning to prosper again. That is my greatest animal success story. There was a horse that I worked on that had a bowed tendon in his leg. That bowed tendons take forever, like many months to heal. I did four treatments on this horse using the laser therapy and my energy work. And the first race he ran in, he was a racehorse. So the first race he ran in after I'd done four treatments on him over a two-month period, he won. And the bowed tendon never came back. I've helped a cat 
that was old and very arthritic and moaned when it walked. I did laser therapy with this cat, and it went a year and a half before it needed another session. Life had changed for the cat, and I was unsure of its new surroundings, I think. So it was scared to adventure anywhere other than, you know, the one room. Well, animals have emotions just like people. Animals are happy. Animals are sad. I can tell a cute story. My mom, my family had a cat come up on their deck. It was middle of winter, 40 below, and this little kitten was sitting on the step. So they brought this cat in the house. And this cat, you know, had hypothermia, lost its tail, lost the tips of its ears. This cat was not doing well. And so my mother asked me to make a crystal necklace, like a crystal collar for this cat. This cat loves it. When when the cat is not wearing the necklace that I've made for it, it mopes around the house. When the cat is wearing it, the cat runs around the house like it's a kitten again. It's awesome. I had a friend ask me to write an inspirational phrase for a book that they were putting together. And I thought to myself, boy, hmm, what am I going to write? So I came up with a short little paragraph I guess you could say but when you see a beautiful tree in nature you may not see the tangle of roots that lie beneath the surface this tree would not be what it is without these roots although these roots may twist twist and turn they have provided the tree with what it needs to grow such is life there may be many twists and turns along the way but that is what we draw our best experiences from when life gets difficult Take a deep breath and know that everything will work itself out. It always does.